Estás escuchando un mensaje de parte de Vida City Church Houston. Para más información de nuestra iglesia, visita nuestra página de web en vidacch.org. Y ahora con ustedes, el mensaje. You are listening to a message from Vida City Church Houston. For more information about our church, visit our website at vidacch.org. And now with you, today's message. You're standing right now at the moment. I want to go ahead and dive into the Word of God this morning. I'm going to ask you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 27. We're going to read a lot of scripture today, so hopefully everybody's good with that. And it says this. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it a less of a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. Verse 21, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on the, those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow a greater honor, and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our, our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may no, be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Father, we thank you, Lord, once again, as we come together today, Father, to honor you, Lord God, bring, Lord, our praises to you. We pray that today's word, Lord, it would ignite a fire inside of us. That, Lord, we may have come in just maybe tired, we're maybe sleepy, we may have had a horrible week. But, Lord, we know that today, Lord God, is a day that we just want to give you our praises in the midst of it all. We want to give you our all, Lord God. We pray that you would touch the hearts that are here today. That you would allow them, Lord God, to hear your word. Not just listen to it, but also be hearers of your word. We lift you up. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come in this place and do as you wish. We thank you, Lord, for everything. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. You can take your seat this morning. And as we get into today's word, if you're taking notes, I've entitled today's message, We Are In This Together. We are in this together. I remember growing up when I was young, I was like maybe in fourth or fifth grade, 
I was in PE. I don't know if everybody remembers PE back in the day. You know, when you're growing up, nowadays, I don't even know if it's called PE or what they call it. All the kids are probably on their phone. They don't want to go run or do anything. And I remember growing up, and I was like, I was not the, the tallest kid. I was not the biggest kid at the time. I'm kind of tall now, a little bit big on the sides, the front. You know, you might say, man, you look actually pretty good. Thank you. I appreciate that. I will take those compliments. You know, if you lost some weight, I will take that compliment. You know, I gain weight, I will cast you out and pray for you that demons will come out of you. But I remember when I was younger that I, as I was uh, growing up, we were in PE. And it was a time that it was, it was a real important time. If you're a kid, being picked on a team was like the most important thing for a guy anybody, but especially for a guy, because it was like, man, you wanted to show off your guns, you know, even though I didn't have any guns, you know, like uh, any muscles, I had more, not even masa, I couldn't even produce that, I was so skinny at that time, and I remember, like, being able to be there, and all the kids, I mean, obviously, you know, it, it was, it was an important time, and you had the two team captains, you had one team captain over here, and another team captain over here, and from there, you start to pick teams. And now it, it, it goes back and forth. One person picks one person, another person, and so on. And as I was there, the first thing you always have to remember when picking teams is that the strongest individuals, they get picked first. The biggest guys, the gorditos, like everybody, like the guys that can do the most damage, those are the guys you're going to want to pick first. So the strongest ones, I was not the strongest one. I was a scrawny little kid, you know, growing up, I had glasses, you know, my hair isn't like it is now. Like, I, I didn't understand what gel was back then. I had, like, the spray, the L.A. looks or something like that. So it was all water-based. And so I was like, man, you know, I, I was there, and uh, I was just waiting to get picked. And I remember they were starting to pick, and they were going through, and I was starting to get nervous. I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Because it was getting down to the last couple people. It was only going to be maybe, like, three people left. It was me. It was a little nerdy kid. And it was a girl. And I was like, oh, man, someone's going to get set out. Someone's not going to get to play. And so they start picking. And so they go, and the first guy that picks, he goes, you know, all right. He's looking at all three of us. He's, like, thinking. He's like, um, let me go with the nerdy kid. He goes with the kid. I'm like, oh, man, it's only me and the girl. Keep in mind, there's only one more spot, and that's it. Nothing else. So I'm over here, man. I'm over here trying to, like, flex and do all this stuff, you know, make it look like I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. And I'm just trying to show off whatever I could to convince them that, hey, I could be, you know, someone that can contribute to your team. I, I'm important. I got this. And as I was there, they start to pick. And the guy's like, all right, we're going to go ahead and pick the last person to be on the team. The other person is just going to be on the sideline watching this and that. And I, I felt like, I got this. Ain't nothing to it. Man, this girl got nothing on me. I'm better than her. Man, I, I can outrun her in this and that. And as they were going to pick, they go ahead and pick, and guess who they pick? They ain't pick me. They picked the girl. Something they saw in her, they didn't see in me, and they ended up picking her. And I was like, oh, so devastated. I was so upset. I wish I could tell you that I went back and I started working out, you know, Rocky, and I became this big buff guy. That did not happen. It did not happen that day, not that week or that month. And I remember I felt so alone, so out of place where I wasn't part of a team. I wasn't part of, of that body of people that they were going to about to play, you know, the sport. And I'm reminded of how many times as us believers that we feel like we're on the outside looking in, that sometimes we feel like we're, we're picked, 
to be part of the body of Christ. That sometimes we feel like we're not, we, we were, we're not destined to be part of, of Vida City Church. Or that sometimes we feel like we're not part of what God is doing because we see it happening with other people. That we feel like we're alone in all this. That we feel like we, we can't do the things that we're doing. But I'm here to tell you this morning is that you're not alone. I'm here to tell you this morning that you are part of the body of Christ. I'm here to tell you this morning that you are a member of God's army. How many believe that with me today? That God has called you out from where you're at. That God has wanted you to step out of your comfort zone. He wants you to be part of what is happening with this, this group of people, which are believers that believe in what God is doing in their lives. And I believe God has brought you here for that purpose. Sometimes we, we rather work on our own. Sometimes we rather be on our own and not be part of a team, part of a group. We don't want to work with other people because maybe past hurts. Maybe because we, we want to do something different instead. You see, something happens when we're all together in one group, one, one team. Something ha begins to happen that we see that God works in the midst we start to see ideas come out. We start to see things happen that we didn't expect to happen. And the same thing, we could see it happen as us believers where we work together to see what God can do in our church. In the scripture we read, we read that Paul is talking about the body of Christ and that there are many pieces that make up the body of Christ. We, we all have different talents and abilities. We all have different gifts that we, we offer, we bring. Some of us can sing. I used to be able to sing. I don't know what happened anymore. I can't sing anymore. Lucy thinks I don't know how to sing. I'm going to pray for her. I used, to, I, I used to be able to know how to do certain things, and now I can't do them anymore. Some of you may learn how to dance. You know how to dance. Maybe you can't outdance me, and I'm just kidding. Maybe I can. Some of you maybe know how to play, uh, art. Maybe you know how to drive really good. Maybe know how to do things that, man, I never would imagine that we could have that. Some of you have some talents and abilities that maybe haven't have been birthed, but haven't even come out. And there are gifts that are inside of you that you have that you could use it to better yourself and those around you. I want to focus today on working together, together as the body of Christ, how God wants to use you for his kingdom. My first point that I, I want to share with you this morning is being in one spirit. Being in one spirit. We see that Paul in the scriptures, he talks about in verse three, he says, for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Jews, Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. You see, he emphasizes being in the spirit. He's talking about one. He's talking about all of us can come together if we're in one spirit. We, that means that we're talking the same lingo. That means we're talking the same things. We're, we're, we're on the same page to say, you know, we might be bringing some different ideas, but we're on the same page, you know. But what caught my attention was that he begins to list different people of the time frame. He says, uh, the Jews, the Greeks, slaves and free. And he's mentioning this. And what I'm catching here is that it didn't matter where people came from. It didn't matter who, 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 what culture they came from. It didn't matter what, what, what area of town they came from. He just said, you know what? They need to be one body, one spirit. You could have been like, man, I, I come from the north side, man. You don't know about me and this and that. You could be all hood and everything. Or you come from the south and, you know, you might be a little bit more proper or, or maybe even more ghetto or whatever it might be. 
But he says, man, it didn't matter where they came from. All these people came and one, he wanted to focus on being in one spirit. We come from different backgrounds. We're so unique that our, that our fingerprints have a specific DNA that nothing, it cannot be matched. That somebody cannot, you, you're, you're different. You're different in the sense that, you know, you have a different complexion. You have a different uh, a, a look. You have a different way of, of thinking, different way. And that's what makes us unique as a, as a body of Christ, as human beings, as individuals. But something different happens when we come together as one. You see, each of us together, we, we show all of God's graces to the world. When we come together as one, no one is perfect, but we all sin, but each of us have a purpose on this earth, and that is to show the aspects of God all around us, to show who God really is around the people that we are with, around the people that we encounter, and each of us have a gift. But when we come together it's like, the, it's like a fellowship. It's a big gathering. It's almost like a big party. It's a, a big moment that we come together and we work together. And I'm not talking about it has to be hundreds of people always. It could be two or three people. And right there, we can call it a fellowship. We can call it a gathering. We can call it a group. We can call it a team, people working together. You see, it's like, think of it like a cake. You got the cake, you, you need the flour. You need the sugar, you need eggs, you need oil, and you, you got other stuff to make it a cake. But the eggs will never be the flour. None of them make up the cake alone. But yet, when all the ingredients are put together, they make a really good cake. Chocolate German cake. If you know how to make one, send me one my way. You know, that's what makes it the fellowship because you bring in all these people, you bring in all the individuals, all of us together to show the glory of God. That means you're not doing it by yourself. You're not doing things on your own. You're not working alone in all this. You're surrounded by people that are maybe different from you, but God has created you to work together as one body, to reach the world that's lost, to reach individuals that need to hear who God is, to reach a community that is needing of God, to reach people that, that are needing of him badly. I'm reminded, I'm a big sports person. I'm a, I'm a big sports guy, and I love sports. If you ever want to invite me to Astros game, Rockets, Texans, let me know. Soccer, might have to talk a little bit more about that one. But if you ever want to invite me to any sports, let me know. I am down for that anytime. Even last minute, I get hit up like an hour or five minutes before, and somehow I drop the kids somewhere, and I'm there at the game. They tell me, how did you make it? I'm like, I don't even know. Where are the kids? I have no idea. I was like, man, I dropped them somewhere along the way, you know? And I'm a huge sports fan. And I, one of my favorite players of all time is Michael Jordan. I don't care what anybody says, the greatest of all time, the best person of all time, it is Jordan. I don't care what people say about LeBron. Hey, that's a different guy, different era. But I know who the best of all time is. But Jordan said this, Jordan quoted this. He says, talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. A talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. When he was younger, he tried to do it all. He tried to play on his own and he tried to you know, be that superstar that people called on him to be. And he was trying to do all these things and he couldn't make it. Until one day when he got a new coach, Phil Jackson, 
greatest of all time as well, came in and just messed up his head and told him, you need to pass the ball more. He need to learn how to be a team player. What? No. Last 10 seconds of the game, I'm going to take the shot. Not him. Not that guy. Not the center. I'm going to take the shot. And he learned that I need the team in order to make it work. You don't ever hear when somebody loses, oh, man, Altuve lost last night. What do you mean lost last night? No, you hear the Astros lost last night, which they won last night. They didn't lose. They won last night. You don't ever hear that the player they lost, that one player does not make up who the team is. It takes a whole team. It takes a village to make it happen. In order for us to, to win in life, we need to be one as a body of Christ. We need to be in fellowship in order for us to see God's graces. Acts 2.44, this is a great uh, opportunity to see this. The best group of individuals that got together was when the first believers were together in one place. They shared their possessions of one heart and soul. That's where the upper room happened. That's where the Holy Spirit came upon that place. And they spoke in tongues. It wasn't one person. It wasn't two people. It wasn't three. It was several people that were in that room. And in that room, God's Spirit came into that room and set their tongues on fire. I'm here to tell you today is that it is going to take all of us to work together to see what God wants to do. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine what God wants to do in our lives? Can you imagine that? We are one body but many members. The more God blesses some of us, the more proud, unthankful, and less sharing sometimes we can be. The more that God starts to, to, to work in our lives and bless us and, and even work in us, the more some of us might kind of step back. It's like, well, wait a minute. I, I don't know if I could be part of that. Oh, I don't, I don't like her. I, I can't work with her. I can't work with him. Uh-uh, no. They can't even dress right. Uh-uh, mm -mm, I can't do that. You see, all of us are important to what God's plan is. We are important to what God wants to do in our lives. We are important to what God wants to do in, 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 in every aspect of our lives, where he wants to take us. My second point is this, you are important. You are important. Even though we are many pieces, the body doesn't consist of one piece, but instead it's many pieces. So your role is important in all this when you're counting. We don't count you as, a, oh, that's uh, that, that person that came to the church. Oh, that's number, uh, number 51. Number 51, can you come on up? You know? You're not number 62. You have a name. You have a, a background. You are an individual that you're counted. You're important. Maybe today you feel alone. Maybe you, you feel like you don't feel part of a group. You don't feel part of the church. But I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to tell you that, you know what? You are here today because God wants you to be part of this group. He wants you to be part of the body of Christ. You might think you're not worthy. You might think that no one's around you. You might think that I, no one understands me. I'm here to tell you that God understands who you are. He understands where you've been at. He understands where he's going to take you. And there are people around you that are not as different as you. That probably went through the same things that you've gone through. You've gone through financial heartache. I'm pretty sure there's some people in here who can tell you a testimony of how God took them out of financial heartache. You lost someone that you love dearly that passed away. I am sure there's someone in this room that could tell you how to deal with that loss. You lost a job that you enjoyed so much, 
but now you don't know what to do with your life, and should I go back to school? Should I do my career? Should I start a business? There are several business owners in this place, I could tell you. People that have gone back to school, I am one of them to tell you that about that. You know, Brother Johnny, many people in this room, that you are not alone in this, that they are here to encourage you, that you might think that you, you don't have the talents or skills to be around some people, but you know what? Let me tell you today that you are important. God made you for this season. He made you for this time. He didn't make you to be in the 1920s. He didn't make you to be in the, in the, in the 1800s. He made you for this year, for 2022, to be here, to hear what God wants to do in your life, how he wants to bring you together. Nehemiah 4.13 says, Nehemiah is there. Let me just tell you a little bit of backstory. Nehemiah is re, wanting to rebuild the wall that's there. And what's happening is that they're being attacked by their enemies at the same time. And I want you to understand and listen to this. Nehemiah 4.13, it says, Therefore, this is Nehemiah talking, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. When our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated, we all returned to the wall, each to their own work. You see, Nehemiah, he knew that the people needed to know what their role was. They were just kind of like, okay, what are we gonna do? Our enemies coming, they're about to kill us, they're gonna slaughter us, they're gonna take down the wall, the wall's already crumbled down. What are we going to do? And Nehemiah came in and he started assigning roles. Okay, you're going to watch over here. You're going to keep guard over here. You know, we're going to make sure that no one enters in. We're going to make sure that after that happens, okay, you're going to be able to one rebuilding this part of the wall. You're going to be doing this part of the wall. And everybody had a role, a part of what was happening at that moment. They all had a part. They all had a role. They all contributed in some way. I can imagine, I, I, you know, someone must have probably stood up and be like, well, wait a minute. I, what if we did it this way? And Nehemiah, I mean, he spoke up and he was like, man, this is how it's going to be. It's got to be like this. And sometimes we all have those moments, those, those bad moments where, where we maybe have lost someone in our lives. Maybe we, we failed an exam. Maybe we've gone through a problem or a crisis. And we, can't, we find ourselves in a down position like we're just down and out. We're low. We get to a low point. And it leads us to maybe be angry at God. And it's in those low moments where we realize that we need to be surrounded by people that will pick us up and encourage us. We need to be surrounded by people that will help us in our lowest moment. That spending time with other believers will lift us up if we keep our eyes on God. You see, God wants to work through you. He wants to use you. And you might say, well, I don't know my part. I don't know what, what I'm doing. You know, even if it's just reaching out to someone that you know. Maybe someone you haven't seen in church in a long time. Maybe someone you haven't seen at work. Maybe someone you haven't seen in your family in a long time. Saying, you know what? I'm here for you. I'm praying for you. I know God has a special plan for your life. God will give you words of encouragement. God will give you that word to give to them. Hebrews 10 24 verses 25 says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love 
and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. It says to encourage one another, motivate one another, help each other out. How many of us are doing that with each other? How many of us are really stepping out and we're, we're looking to those around us and seeing how they are? Are we really wanting to be a blessing to someone's life or are we being a hindrance to their lives? You see, when we come together with other believers in worship, it, we, we start to see things happen. We start to see that, that God starts to work in our fellowship and it's so important because he wants to, to come together and we, he doesn't want us to be on our own sometimes. The fellowship allows us to build those lasting relations so we're never by ourselves in this world. 1 Corinthians 12, 21 says, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. So you can't say, you know what? I don't need you. I can do it on my own. No, the eye needs part of the, you know, be part of the body. The ear can't say, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't need the eye. I don't need, you know, the mouth. I don't need none of that. I could hear on my own and I don't, I don't need nothing. I don't need nobody. But we need each other. God is calling each of us to work for his kingdom. God is calling us to be part of the body of Christ. My third point is this, let's do this together. Matthew 18, 20 says, for where there are two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. Where there's two or three people that are gathered, God is there. God is there in that place. That the members should have the same care we can have for one another. Paul pointed, wanted to point out about the nature of the body of Christ, how, how it has become something very practical that the Corinthians should care for one another because they are a part of the same body, that we are all part of the same body. We might be a different journey, we might be a different race that we're running, but you know what? We're all in this together, that all the parts are working together, but it doesn't mean that the eyes and ears do not only serve themselves, but the whole body. You see, they, they have to work in such a way. You see, they have to be able to make things happen together. You see, the hands do not only feed and defend themselves, but the whole body does. The heart does not only supply blood to itself, but serves the whole body. Sometimes there's a part of our body that only lives to serve itself. It doesn't contribute to anything to the rest of the body, and everything gets used, it uses to feed and grow itself. But I love what it says at the end. It says, and if one member suffers, they care for one another. Mentioned the previous, it talks about it means if, if you, if somebody suffers, somebody's going through something, you know what? I suffer with you. How many times do you ever look on, on Facebook, Instagram, and you know, you see somebody, uh, you know, they, they get a new job, they're going on a trip. And you're like, oh man, gosh, man, everybody's going to Florida. Dang, man, you, you get a, you start, you start getting upset, you start getting bugged out because, Man, they got a new truck. Gosh, they got that job that I, I've always wanted. And it's in those moments that we just need to rejoice for those people. We need to rejoice for our family and friends. You know what? Be happy. Man, us Hispanic folk, man, we're, we're notorious for being like so critical. You know? You know, we see them, we get a new house, we'd be like, oh, watch it get foreclosed. They get a car, a new car, oh, watch it, it's gonna get repoed. I already know it. I don't know how they got that money. 
They got that bookstore money, you know, working at the bookstore at school. I don't think they got the money to, to cover it. Oh, they're going to run back to mommy and daddy. Oh, you know what? They can't do it. All that marriage, oh, it ain't going to work. I give it two years, you know. You start, instead of rejoicing with one another, instead of encouraging one another, instead of motivating one another, instead of being that person, you know what? Hey, I'm here for you. See somebody that they lost someone. You know what? Hey, how can I pray for you? You know, you saw someone going through a, a, a rocky part of their lives. You know what? Instead of kicking them down when they're down, you know what? Hey, come on up. Get on up. What can we do? How can I help you? What can I do to be there for you? That's where you start to realize the people that are important in your life is when you're going through those moments. That's when you start realizing your true friend, the true family, when you're going through that situation. When you're, when you're rejoicing, you're having a great time in your life and God's doing some amazing things and the people that are there behind you, they're, they're cheering you on, they're rejoicing with you, they're encouraging you, those are your teammates right there that you need around you, you know? Are you doing that? Are you wanting to be part of what God is doing? Are you wanting to be part of what being together really means is, is having that same mindset, having, being, going towards the same goal? I'm gonna ask the worship team to go ahead and make their way up. So in that last verse, when it talks about when one member suffers, we need to also suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And I read that, I'm like, man, what does that mean? What is, what is God trying to say? What does he mean by, by that? What are you trying to tell us, Lord? It means to have a heart towards it. It means to have some sympathy with for our, our, our friends, our fellow members. That even though they may be different or things are not working out, it means to have that heart with them. It means that when you see someone that, that maybe is going through a, a rough patch, that you know what, I can be there to reach out to them. And coming together is such a great way for us to grow in our faith. It's such an amazing way for us to grow. When we come together, something happens when we come together. When, when the walls of Jericho came down, what happened? Joshua took the people and they circled around. Something happened. It wasn't one person. It wasn't Joshua going around on his own and blowing trumpets and trying to make noise and that the walls would come down. No, he took a group of individuals. He says, who's with me? I don't care if you're short, I don't care if you're tall, I don't care if you're athletic, non-athletic, I don't care what color, tone, skin, whatever it is, where you come from, what color, you know what? We just need the help. We just need to make it happen. And what happened? The walls of Jericho came right down. Many stories in the Bible that it talks about where we see that people came together. We don't go too far. The 12 disciples that Jesus had 12 men, can you imagine that? 12 men working together? I can't imagine that. 12 men working together to do something for the Lord. They were with Jesus for three, three and a half years. And as they were there, they learned from Jesus, they, they were taught, and they were able to work together in such a way that they were able to be of impact and share it with other people. They were able to do that. Today, I believe that God is bringing us together for such a time. I believe that God is bringing you in this place. He's brought you here. Maybe you feel like you've been on your own for a long time. Maybe you feel like you've been running this race of this journey of, of, with God and you feel like you're on your own. 
that you feel like, man, I, I wish I could be part of what God is doing with other people. I see it happening with other people, I, I, but, but my life is just not all there. Let me just tell you something. We're, we're not always gonna have it together. We're always gonna have those moments where, man, everything's always good and all of a sudden, everything just falls right through. It's like, man, what happened? Everything was going great. I always tell people this. When you don't hear anything happening, you need to start praying in that moment. When you don't, you know, nothing's happening where it's like something bad has happened in your life or something you have to go through, you better get ready because something's about to test you at that moment. And you see, it's in those moments that you start to realize, I was like, who can I depend on? Who are my prayer warriors? Who are the people that are gonna believe with me as I'm going through what I'm going through? Who am I gonna call on? Let me tell you right now, there's many people in this room that you can call on. And you might say, well, I don't know anybody here. You know what? Buy them some coffee, take them out to lunch. Buy me coffee, take me out to lunch. I'll talk to you, I'll listen to you. We're all one body. We're different components, we work in different ways. But when we come together, man, some amazing things are gonna happen. And let me tell you, this community's gonna be rocked and they're not gonna know what hit them. I believe that today God wants to take who you are and make you whole, make you complete. Take who you are and team you up with someone or a group and say, you know what, this is the group that God wants you to associate with, to pray with, fast with, talk with, grow together. And I believe God had brought you here for a reason. I'm gonna ask you to stand to your feet right there where you're at. When we come together in fellowship, when we teach, we teach each other things, God gave us a gift of learning and growing when we come together in fellowship. We show each other how to live as God wants us to live and how to walk in his footsteps. 1 Corinthians 14, 26, I'm gonna leave you with this. Well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation God has given them. One will speak in tongues, another will interpret what it said, but everything that is done must strengthen all of you. Everything that is done must strengthen all of you. If you're coming together and you're not getting edified or built up, man, you need to find another group. But let me tell you something. Here in this place, I believe there's many people in here that can ed- help you edify, build you up, help you, encourage you, motivate you, take you to where God wants to take you. You have a gift and ability. You know what? We need some help at this church. Be the city church. You see all these things moving pieces everywhere? Yeah, that's me doing all these 50 million things everywhere. And I'm like, ah, I go on Sunday afternoon. I mean, I'm ready to take a nap, but then you have kids, just, our kids just picking at us. They said this, this is a statistic. This is an old one probably, but I'm pretty sure it's true that 20% of the people in a church do 80% of the work. And it's like, that means in everything, from serving to giving to you know, meet fellowship, get all the stuff, anything you want to call it. So where are you at in all this? Where do you fit in this equation? Being part of what God wants to do, being part of the body of Christ. And you might say, well, this is my last Sunday at Vida City Church. Well, you know what? Give it another chance, what God wants to do. God wants to bring you together for a reason. 
God wants to bless your life. God wants to take you from where you're at. Those abilities, those gifts, those talents that you have and use it for his kingdom. What are you willing to sacrifice and give to God? I'm asking you to bow your heads and, and close your eyes right there you're at. And today it's real simple. I wanna put it out there. If you're here today and you wanna be part of God's kingdom, you wanna be part of the body of Christ, maybe you're already doing things for him, maybe you are doing things that in the church, outside of the church or, or where your workplace, whatever it might be, you might be already part of something. But you wanna continue with it. You wanna be part of what God is doing. You wanna be part of, of his body. Maybe you're not as connected, but you're just like, you know what? I need to be connected to what God wants to do. I, you felt alone, but you said, you know what? I wanna be part of this. I wanna be together. I don't wanna be by myself. I don't wanna feel alone. I don't wanna feel like I'm the Lone Ranger. I want you to just step out of your seat and you're, all you're doing is you're coming up and you're just saying, you know what? I wanna be part of God's kingdom. I wanna be part of the body of Christ. So I'm gonna ask you to step out of your seat, come on up. This altar should be full of people. Why? Because I believe there's many people in this room that are saying, you know what? I wanna be part of the body of Christ. I wanna be part of God's plan. I wanna be part of God's will in my life for our church, for what he wants to do for my family. And you know what? Maybe it starts with you. Maybe there are things you wanna see happen and you've been, you've been, you know, the Debbie Downer. Maybe you've been the complainer. Maybe you've been that person that you're the first point, person to point things out, but then you don't do anything about it. Maybe there's some things you need to weed out in your life that you need to take care of. Maybe there's some junk that you need to get out of your life. Maybe there's some people that you need to go talk to that you are part of something and you need to go talk to them and make things right. Maybe there's some things in your life you just need to say, you know what, God, I need you to take control of me. You want to be part of what God wants to do. He's here today. Just begin to pray to him right now. Begin to call on God right now. Begin to seek him out right now. Ask him, Lord, what else can I give of myself to you, Lord? Whether you're here at the front, whether you're in your seat, just call on him right now. Raise your hands up to him. Begin to call on God. And say, Lord, I, I'm here right now. I surrender myself to you. Take these.